God's people, on today's show, we talk about faking greatness. I give you three tips on why you should stop faking it till you make it. Yesterday on Facebook, I asked a question to my followers. Do you believe in faking it till you make it? You'll be surprised what some people said. We'll talk about that today on Let's Get Social. But for now, I want you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the Inspiration Now in Session. My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher, let me inspire you. Guys, people, I see you, let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggle to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your jeans. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. It's time to stop faking greatness. So many people these days think that they need to fake it until they make it. And I know that that's an old adage. Like, that's something people have been saying for a long time. Fake it till you make it, young flip. But I feel like today it's easier than ever to fake it till you make it. You got all the tools and resources you need at your fingertips to fake it until you make it. Look at these cell phones. These cell phones are powerful. We could create full-blown images. Like we could take pictures at just the right angle. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you can stand at just the right lighting, do that every time, create an image, you know, produce content that's not really true to your character and who you really are as a person. And there you are. You have faked it. You have fooled everybody. They think you're successful. They think you're living a lifestyle that you're not really living. And then one day, I guess the dream is you'll make it. And then when you make it, you'll finally become the person that you've been faking to be the entire time. And so many times, that's not how the story ends. In reality, you're just faking it. And I come across more people that have been faking greatness for so long that they just used to it. Like, you used to people thinking you're more successful than you really are because you've just accepted the version of yourself that is fake great. Today, I'm going to give you all three tips. We're just going to focus on three tips on how to stop faking it until you make it. Number one, shake well. Now, follow me on this. You know, you go to the store, you know, convenience store, 7-Eleven, whatever it is. Open up, you know, the cooler where all the drinks are. Pick up a bottle of juice or lemonade. Look around that bottle. And the first thing you're going to see on that bottle, not necessarily the first thing, but it typically stands out somewhere on the side or the top of the bottle. It's going to be a sign. And the sign says, shake well. Now, some of us are disobedient and we just open up juices and we just just drink them straight up. okay? and it tastes like it's feathers in your mouth because all the substance from the lemons and the pulp from the orange juice is just floating around. You haven't shaken it up. Now, here's the thing. If you look at the bottom of that, like if it's a see through glass and you look at the bottom or if it's a see through plastic, look at the bottom of that bottle of juice. And you'll see all the pulp or all the substance of the juice just hanging out at the bottom of the cup. You ever wonder why that is? Like, why is the juice always go to the bottom? Like, it's just chilling at the bottom of the glass. That juice has settled. Woo! 
It's settled. And you know what? The reason that juice is settling is the same reason why you are settling. It's the same reason. You know why you're settling? It's because things haven't been shaken up. Oh, you heard it here first, folks. Reporting live from Inspire God's People, it's time to shake things up. Some of us continue to settle in life because we've never been shaken. Now, what happens, you get that juice, you shake it up, right? All the substance that's already in there gets evenly spread around. You get a better tasting product. I almost want to say some of the juices say on the bottle for best taste, shake well. And some of us, we just settling. Like, look, you just accepting things as they are. And when you accept things as they are, they typically settle at the bottom. You know, when you settle for something in life, it's not like you settle for something good. You don't settle at the top. You feel what I'm saying? It's not like you're like, oh, yeah, I'm just settling, you know, being the best I can be for Christ. Oh, I'm just settling, being such a giver, taking care of the needy and the poor and just, yeah, I'm just a settler. That's right. Oh, just a faithful, praying Christian. Nope. When you settling, you accept the absolute worst version of yourself. And the thing that's crazy when you think about that bottle of juice, and like when you shake it up, you're not adding anything to it. It already has everything it needs. And a lot of times in our lives, we already have everything we need. All the substance is already in you. The substance of things hoped for. Shake it up. Shake well. Now, this idea of shaking things up, it can happen in multiple ways, okay? And I believe that the best way to shake things up is to do it yourself. Like, it's for you to decide, you know what? It's time for me to change some of the things that I'm doing and stop settling for things as they are and get my life in order. Because here's something that I've learned. If I don't shake it up, then God is going to shake it up. So it's like so many times in our lives, we wait for an outside factor, like something, and a lot of times wait for something bad to happen for us to get our lives and our minds focused on God. And I understand why that's the case. I'm guilty of that too. Like you could just be lazy or dragging your feet until something bad happened. And you're like, oh man, we got to get this together. I, like a lot of times bad things drive you to being good. And I think, you know, maybe that's the good of some bad things that happen in our lives. It can drive us to be good. You go ahead and overdraft your account enough times, then you're going to get tired of that. And you're going to want to start at least get overdraft protection or, you know, start balancing your account. You know, when me and my wife were younger, we were definitely guilty of that. That was something like we were just notorious for like just overdrafting the account. And what that meant, was that during that time in our lives, we were irresponsible. You get what I'm saying? Like the money was in there, but we weren't budgeting it out. We weren't paying attention because we were just freely spending, doing whatever we want to do. And I can remember this one time, it was so messed up because we had like nine transactions hit on the same day. And they were all small transactions. I'm talking $8. $9, you know, $15. But each transaction was a $33 fee. And when I tell you at the end of the day, our account was negative like 300 and something dollars, I was so sick. And I'm calling the bank, you know, because this is what we do. You know, you made the mistake. You know that you're the one who settled and wasn't, you know, following your account correctly. I'm calling the bank like, hey man, yeah, this is ridiculous. You know, I mean, this is just $34 for a $9 transaction. Like, yes, yeah, sir, let me uh <laughs> let me welcome you to to the world of responsibility, okay? Um, you know, that's a return item fee right there. Um because we were inconvenienced. And at the end of the day, 
you know, from then on out, I got overdraft protection. And it's like, man, like, because if the money in your savings account or something, they just, you know, pull it over and you won't get charged at $34. You might get charged 9 or $10 or something. What is my point? We waited until something bad happened. We waited for our account to be negative $300 until we wanted to decide to start getting ourselves together. We waited until we got denied for a home loan in 2012. And I was just sitting there looking stupid, like, because I thought I was just going to go get a house. Like, it's like, bro, you ain't never worked on your credit. You haven't, like, saved any money. It's just like, oh, everybody's saying we should get a house. I'm just go get a house, bro. You're like, what? What's credit? What's that? Money. Saving money. No, I ain't got no money. No, mm -mm, I ain't got no money. How you going to get a house? Mm, I'm just about to go apply. Because that's what we do. We apply, and we just, just wishing. Just, okay, I'm going to just wish God going to do it. Y'all know how we do as Christians. We do stuff like that. God going to do it. He going to bless. He going to open the door. Look, I'm not saying that God can't bless us with anything, that God can't do anything. But uh, chances are, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, chances are, bruh. Uh, you don't have no money saved. You are irresponsible. Like, why would God reward that behavior? And so a lot of times we have to be shaken up from the outside. Like, somebody got to grab you and shake you and wake you up and say, it's time to get your life together. It's time to stop playing. Stop it. I'm shaking you right now. Can you hear the shaking? Can you feel it? Stop playing with your life. We only have so much time here. And the thing about it is, you have everything you need. You just need to be shaken up and shake well. So, like I said, you know, you want to stop faking it until you make it? Well, shake it. You know, shake well. You know? Like, like, don't allow yourself to just settle in this life and just accept everything for what it is. I don't believe God created us to be compliant to everything. Like, and what I mean by compliant, I just mean by being robots. Like everything, everyone, like we just got to, hey, you work here for 30 years, give your whole life, uh, retire, hopefully get some social security if it's some left. Um, and then that's your life. Like, no, that's what they, like you don't have to be compliant to the status quo. And some of us, like, we're going to be compliant. We're going to live that same false American dream that the people before us lived. And, and it's people that fought for us to have an opportunity. That's one of the things I look at as a reason to shake up my life and get my life together and right my wrongs. Because at the end of the day, there are people that died so that I can have an opportunity. That's got to mean something to you. It's got to mean. Listen. Pull on inspiration to be shaken. I try, y'all think I'm joking. Like, this is why I read books. I'm looking for uh, as many stories and examples, and I watch documentaries, and I'm looking for things to shake me so that it doesn't take something bad happening to me personally to shake my life. And unfortunately, there are so many people out there that's not going to decide to get their lives together until something bad knocks on your front door. Now, I know in this life, right, there are going to be ups and downs for anyone, even if you're doing the right thing. But you don't have to wait to do the right thing, because if I'm already living for God and I'm already on that path, then I may be able to handle it better. I may be able to be more mature about it. Right. It doesn't mean life is perfect, but you got to shake well, man. Otherwise, you're just going to keep faking it. And if and the thing about faking it is you're trying to look like you know, you're, you're well-balanced because that, that's what's happening when you're shaking. You're trying to look like you're not just settling. And you're so happy because you're taking your picture at the right angle. And you're so happy because, you know, you share the right YouTube video with the group chat. At the end of the day, we can't keep settling for being fake. Authenticity is important. And so that leads me to tip number two. Replace fake with faith.
Now, one of the interesting things that happened is, you know, and we'll get to this later on. I think I'm going to do a Let's Get Social. And um, there were some people when I asked this question, um, not to give away the Let's Get Social, but when I asked the question about faking it till you make it, and there were a couple people that actually said faith and fake are the same thing. And I'm like, wow, wait a minute. Fake and faith are the same thing? If that's the case, man, look, as, as church leaders, ministers of the gospel, we got we to gotta take responsibility for that. Because faith has been preached so incorrectly to the church over the years. And I know there's a lot of people that disagree on the basis of faith, right? And I'm not trying to have an argument or a debate with anyone. But I do think it's really important how we teach faith. Because if you teach faith wrong, you can literally ruin someone's life. Literally ruin their life by preaching one concept incorrectly. We got to first understand that our faith is directly connected to God, to Jesus Christ, right? And if we try to separate faith from Christ, then I guess we end up with a fake version of faith. And really what that means is like it's a worldly version of faith. And I know that might be hard for us to accept and to realize, but the fact of the matter is it's true. There is a worldly version of faith. What do I mean by that? Just take, for example, people who have faith to do things that God wouldn't want them to do. Like, I've seen that. I've seen people like, yeah, I had faith that I was going to drop this album. And thank God. How many um, artists do you see getting an award and thanking God for the award? Then you put the album on. And I'm just talking common sense. I'm not even judging you for making whatever type of music you make. But if I put your album on and it speaks against every biblical principle in the Ten Commandments, why would I believe that God blessed, ordained, and anointed this project? It was through your faith in Christ. Because that's what we always quote in Philippians. I can do all things. Wait a minute. Now we're talking about how you teach faith. I can do all things. And so the way that's taught and the way that we limit it to is that, yeah, you could do anything. What you want to do? You want to you be a superstar? You could do all things. You want to be rich and famous? You can do all things. We write it on our shoes. People get the tattoo and never really know what it means because they are identifying fake and faith. What the scripture really means is that I can be rich or I can be poor. I can be happy. I can be sad. I can, I can be excelling. I can be failing through Christ. I can make it through all those things. Remember what I said in the first tip about when you become shaken, you become balanced. The reason we need to shake things up is so that we can balance out our faith. Like some of us are settled and we got faith in us. But, but it's at the bottom. And it's a fake version of faith because it's, it's imbalanced. And so you literally think I can do all things means only I can do good things. I'm sorry, but the way the Bible is written is actually saying you could not drop that album, right? And, and so maybe, maybe like not dropping the album is exercising faith because the album was going to represent the record deal you was going to have that was going to pay every bill that was going to, you know, answer every natural, um, you know, issue that you had in your life. It was going to pay down your debt. And it's in, it's in the palm of your hands to accept it. But you know by accepting this, this agreement, this contract, that it's going to cause you to compromise the biblical principles that you were raised on, that you believe in your heart. And so maybe exercising your faith means I could do all things and maybe all things includes I can deny money through Christ Jesus. The reason that some of us can't turn away, you know what I'm saying, from things is because 
we, we, we faking it, but we not faithing it. And so it's like, I'm a fake Christian. I'm a fake it until I make it. And so what we tell ourselves is like, all right, cool. I'm going to act like a Christian. I see this a lot in Christian rap. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to act like I'm a Christian until I get the record deal. Like, I'm going to fake it <laughs> until I make it. Because my eye is set on the thing. Like, like my eye is set on the fame and the stardom. And I need people to hear my music. And I need my videos to go viral. Like, we want to do that stuff so bad. We want to go viral. We want to be known. And it's so it's like we are becoming fake versions of ourselves so that people can like us. And then once we get the thing, the trophy, whatever it is, the record deal that we that we were fighting for, then we take off our Christianity because I was just faking it till I made it. Like I was just acting real save until I got big enough where I could still get fans, whether I'm saved or not. I was just acting like a Christian. Because I'm not authentic, because authenticity would cause me to stand for something. Authenticity would have me to be able to turn things down that could change my life. But I want to be liked so bad. I want y'all to play my music so bad that I'm willing to dress up in a clown suit and become a clown just for you. I'm willing to abandon everything that I believe in the Bible just to say the right thing so that you could put me on your TV show. Please, celebrity, please like me. I promise I'm just faking it till I make it. And we got to replace fake with faith. So let's do this. Let's actually, you know, jump into the Bible because I like to do that so that, you know, as I talk about properly teaching faith, you know what I'm saying? We want to make sure that I'm not just talking out of the side of my neck as well. So. Let's look at how the Bible talks about faith. Now, faith is a very popular topic in the Bible, and there's a bunch of scriptures you could pull up, and I'm not going to pull up just the, the typical uh, one I talked about in Philippians, I could do all things, or the other one of faith without works is dead. So I just want to look at something slightly different just so we can have some different takes and balance on how to look at faith. So I'm going to read James chapter one, and we're going to start at verse two. I don't know. I might go as far as verse 11, but I just want to read and talk through these scriptures, you know, as we're reading them. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, and verse two says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Hold on. Let's, let's just pause right there. Let's just chill. Like, okay, wait a minute. I don't understand this Bible. What are you saying? Like, when troubles of any kind come my way, consider it a great opportunity. Now, let's be real. The way that we're taught faith, that don't really make sense for real. Like, why would I consider trouble an opportunity? Let's see what it says in verse three. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Oh, okay. All right. Wait a minute. So when my faith is tested, right, my endurance has the chance to grow. So the way I think of it is, uh, it's like I haven't been to the gym consistently this year for real. I've been a little bit. I had some good weeks, but for the most part, I've been horrible to start 2020. So when I do go to the gym, it's going to be tough for me when I run because it's like my endurance isn't there. So I'm running and I'm getting tired quick. But the more I continue to test that endurance, the more that I push myself. So if I get consistent and go today and then go again tomorrow, then I'll look up and maybe it was hard to run a mile the first day. But two weeks in, I might be knocking the mile out with ease, not even tired yet. You feel me? Just like working in anything else out, we have to work out our faith. The only way to exercise your faith is to have faith. And so that's one of my problems with being fake and faking it until we make it is. We're not exercising our faith. So in no, every time, think of it this way. Every time that you're being fake, start having faith and see what the difference is. Like, okay, I was being fake the last time I went through. And the last time trouble came my way, I just tried to fake it. And the reality is I was still hurting on the inside. 
Now, like, let me try to faith it the next time I have a challenge. The next time I get into an argument or a debate with my wife, wife, <laughs> my wife, with my wife, I can talk. The next time we get into a debate, let me, instead of faking it, let me faith it. You feel me? Like, let me try to have faith. Man, exercise it. And then maybe I'll have endurance, and then that's how we become better. Just like I'm not going to become magically in shape by not going to the gym continually like I'm doing now. Like at some point, I got to shake things up and like get in the gym and get consistent regardless of how busy I am and whatever traveling, whatever else I got going on. It's like you got to make a way because when I traveled last week, I'm not going to say it wasn't a gym at my hotel. You feel what I'm saying? And so look, that's right there. Eliminating excuses. Let's go back. Verse four. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Verse 5, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Verse 6, but when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. I like that. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. I didn't even realize that word was there. It says this person is, who's divided with their loyalty is unsettled. Do you see how it's coming together, people? This is why I begin to talk in the preaching voice. I can do this all day, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm done, I promise. That's dope how it comes together, though, because like the Bible is causing uh, calling us to like approach God with faith and then don't waver in it. Don't be unsettled in our faith. And I can tell you from personal experience, like that's a challenge. That's something I'm continually working on right now. It's like if I'm going to have faith, I got to have faith. Like, I'm working on that. Like, I'm telling you, like, trying not to waver between, ah, I think you can bless, uh, no, let me just have faith. Let me trust God. Now, the thing about faith, you know, it takes effort. The, the Bible, again, it does say faith without works is dead. But, but, but faith is about, it's about actually working towards and exercising your belief in God. That's one of the things it's about. And, and in order to do that, it takes opportunities to have faith. Like you won't know how much faith you have until you need to have faith. And so I don't really know how much faith I have until I find myself in a situation and I'm like, mm, the only thing that can get me out of this one is faith. You feel what I'm saying? So we'll leave that there. Stop faking it and faith it till you make it. My third and final tip to stop faking it till you make it is to fall in love with the process. Now, ever since I started this show, y'all know that my, one of my favorite words in the world is the process because I just genuinely believe that's what it takes. And as I continue to fall in love with the process, what that causes me to do is yes, I have big goals. Yes, there are things and ambitions in life. But I understand that you don't get to the big goal without the small steps. And, you know, it's like looking at a mountain. You can see the top from the bottom, but you can't make out each step until you're actually walking them. And so falling in love with the process means I love the steps as much as I love the top of the mountain. Now that's a tough thing, like, I'm just being real with you. That's really tough. It is extremely difficult to fall in love with things that are not glamorous. And so part of the reason that a lot of us are fake is because we in love with a car or a house or a dollar amount. Those things just represent an outcome. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we're in love with something tangible, a product, but we're not in love with what it took to get it. Like, it's like you love apples, but you don't want to nurture an apple seed. You in love with fruit. You want to produce fruit, 
But in order to produce fruit, you got to get a seed, you got to plant it in the dirt, you got to dig, you got to water it, got to let some sun hit it, you got to come back, you got to water it again. Then when it's ready, you know, you got to pick the fruit. Like, there's a lot that it takes to get to that end goal. And, man, I'm just to the point where it's like, it just seemed like it's so much fake around that. It's sometimes it's like, I feel like the world is turning into the twilight zone. Like, everyone is just in love with the tangible thing. Like, it's kind of like the person who just promotes and advertises their beauty every single day. And it's like, what about the, the rest of the process? Because, you know, when that guy marries you or when that girl marries you, bro, like, I know your beard is dope but she's not marrying a beard. <laughs> like, like what's going to happen when the beard gray out? Or what, what's going to happen if, if something happened and the beard fall out? It's sickness and health, right? So it's like, we, we want all these superficial parts of life not realizing that when you get into it, like something like a marriage, that it's the steps that matter. Like, you can look good all you want, bro. But I'm telling you, keep throwing your jeans on the side of the bed instead of folding them. She don't care how dope your beard is. She might fake it on Instagram like she's happy that your beard is dope. But within that household, I promise you, she mad. You going back and forth. You not paying the bills on time. You overdrafting. You got $300 in fees. Like, we want all the good stuff. But I'm telling you right now, man, look, if you're single and you want to be married, fall in love with the process. If you're broke and you want to have money, fall in love with the process. If you haven't been living for God and you want to try to figure out how do I get my life right with Christ, fall in love with the process. It's not going to just be going to one service and they talk good and you scream and holler and then next week you're back in the club. Because that's why we so comfortable settling. I'm back to my first point. We're comfortable settling because we're not in love with the process of Christianity. I'm not in love with the process of living a process process. You don't really want to live for God when you get into the nitty gritty of something. We just want to live for God when we accept an awards and it looks fly. And that's the lie that we're being told and the lie that we're being sold is that the end goal is about this superficial look. A successful marriage is not about posting a good picture. And don't get me wrong, I post pictures of me and my wife sometimes, and they look great. Great picture. As a matter of fact, if I post a picture of me and my wife, it get more likes than anything else in the world that I post. I don't know why. I don't have to answer to why that is. I guess people just love love, or they love how it look. But it's like, I'm not posting the, the disagreements. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't posting one. One of us is a morning person and one of us ain't. And we wake up in the morning and it's awkward because you got one person that want to talk and one person that wants you to be quiet. You could guess who's who. Process. The process. We just want the glamorous things. But real success, authentic relationship is about those small things. It's about like, all right, I'm waking up earlier. Okay, what am I doing with my time? I'm maximizing my time. Because I'm not trying to fake greatness. That's what we're talking about today. We're talking about this idea that people want to fake being great. We want everyone to think we're in a great marriage, but we're not doing the small things every day to actually have a great marriage. Do you realize that's the problem with being fake? The problem with faking greatness is that you are putting effort into faking greatness, but you are not putting effort into being great. Because the thing is, like, being fake take a lot of effort. Like, if you just be real about it, it take a lot of effort to get a perfect picture every single day and you know your life ain't perfect. It takes a lot of effort to post every day about concepts and quotes that you don't even live by. And so some of us are using all of our energy to make people think we are something that we are not. And I'm telling you, it's time to shake things up and be great. It's time to have faith. It's time to fall in love with the process, bruh. Falling in love with that process, are you going to do the little things? Like, are you willing 
to to put a, a mindset of greatness on every little thing you touch. That means you got to do it at your day job, too. And we talked about that last week. Five reasons why entrepreneurs shouldn't leave their day job. If you haven't heard that one, go back and check out last week's show. You got to be great at everything. That's a tough thing to do, but that also keeps us humble, right? Because I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. Some of us pat ourselves on the back because we did something that we were supposed to do. That's your reasonable service. You get what I'm saying? There's a such thing called reasonable service, the thing that we're supposed to do automatically. Some of us are patting ourselves on the back. Here, let me take a picture of myself giving this person a ham sandwich. Oh, look, here, here's a sandwich. That's reasonable service, bro. Patting yourself on the back because you did that? Come back next week when the cameras ain't here. That's being great. That's authentic. Stop faking greatness. All right, guys, people, we are going to take a quick break and jump into the J. Will Music Song of the Day. And when we come back, we are going to get social. But right now, this is one of my absolute favorite songs in the world from my homeboys, Path of Revelation. You can check them out everywhere where there's music. You know, just type in Path of Revelation. This song is called Sweetest Trap. And I like it because it's like a metaphor where they are like comparing the world to a, a woman. Like, but a woman that ain't, ain't your wife. You know, a woman you shouldn't be messing with. It's called The Sweetest Trap. Check it out, Path of Revelation. We'll be right back. Okay. The world could be like a girl with nice game. Seductive words, nice, nice frame. Yeah, she's the sweetest trap. She leads men to hell and won't bring them back. They lay in bed, head on her pillow. While she seduced to kill like a black widow. She makes men high off the gifts and talents. Got fame and riches, no need to panic. So no need for a savior, ego gigantic. Like I won't fall asleep, but really Titanic. Titanic well, the Titanic sunk. For the praise of this world, off bodies drunk. He's high-minded, so far from sober. He thinks that he's king, got Jehovah. Cause she promised him everything to take control. So for everything, for everything, he sold his soul. And she promised me, yeah. Everything like cars and mansions. And everything I wanted, she lied to me. Revelation. 
If you like that song, show them some love and check it out anywhere where music is sold online, places like Apple Music and Spotify. Just type in Path of Revelation. It's time to get social. Let's get social. It's time to get social. Let's get social. Let's get social. Let's get social. Let's get social. Oh, yeah. Guys, people, it's time to head, head over to my face. Page. Yeah, it's time to head over to my Facebook page. Y'all know what time it is. It's time to get social. This is where we look at posts that I've made on Facebook. And I share a little bit of insight behind why I posted what I posted. And every now and then I share some comments. But um, I'm learning how not to share people's name, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I'm not getting permission from all these people. And I don't want anyone to sue me for the free show that I'm putting on every week. So here's what I said last week. Um, this had 31 likes and 12 comments. I recorded my podcast and dropped the new episode this morning because I thought it was Wednesday. Wow, I'm really walking into a new dimension of success. It's to the point that I literally don't know what day it is anymore. Laughing emojis. When are y'all going to get on my level? JK, JK, but check out my latest episode of Inspire Guys People on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else. So, this really happened. Last week, you know, I recorded the show a day early, uploaded it, everything on Tuesday, because I literally thought it was Wednesday. And I need y'all to understand, this is how busy I'm getting in my life. Um. I'm like, this got to be a new level of success, bro. When you like, <laughs> look, we talking about being great with the small things, right? It's, it's like I'm, I'm a whole day early on y'all. And it wasn't until some of y'all, like I had a few people who listened to the show, like, bro, like, um, is it Wednesday? And I honestly was like, what? In my mind, I'm like, what you talking about? Like, yeah, like, yeah, it's Wednesday. But it was Tuesday. So, yeah, I entered a new level of success last week because I forgot what day it was. So get on my level. The next post had 77 likes, two comments and 17 shares. I said the victim mentality is killing your dreams. Look, man, one of the toughest things about being an entrepreneur is getting support. It's just tough. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we being real, it's, it's tough to get support. And this is also why I think we have to, you know, last week's show was so important. And I talked about, you know, how we need to study the failures in entrepreneurs because we get caught up and we're blinded by people who are successful, but we don't have balance. And again, that's what I'm talking about, shaking things up. So for some of us, shaking things up might mean I got to look at the reality of what I'm getting myself into. We have to stop looking at the top of the mountain and pay attention to the steps. See, when you look at just the top and where you want to go and you start comparing yourself to other people who got there, then you start dealing with the disappointment of the fact that you feel like people aren't, you know, doing what they're supposed to do to get you there. Look, man, I understand it. I've been dealing with it, you know, for a long for years just because I've always been an entrepreneur since I was in college. I launched my first T-shirt line, sold clothing, city boy clothing. Like, I was just dropping clothing lines in college. Couldn't even afford to get shirts printed up. And you learn a couple things. You learn that there's a lot of people that do support you. Some support you as much as they can in the beginning. But your business isn't just a one-week thing. So it's like, yeah, I know you bought my album five years ago, and I appreciate you for that. But I also need you to buy this next album. But what happens as, as the support falls off, because people don't always have the perseverance or endurance to see your vision through the way you do. As the support falls off, it can it can bring forth bitterness in us and it can make us upset. And what happens is like that can create a victim mentality for us because it's like, you know, if I have this podcast and I want everyone to believe and inspire God's people the way I do. Right. But even since I had this show, it's certain people 
Like when this show first dropped, they used to post about it every week, like every single week. And I appreciate those people. Even now, I appreciate them. But I noticed like some of them stopped doing it. Now, that doesn't mean they're not listening. It can mean they're busy. It, it can mean a lot of things. And so even though we want people to support us, we got to be careful in how we express that. And we got to understand that people are living their lives. And some people do support you, but they just got tired because you 70 weeks into a podcast. And it's like, bro, I listened to 35 of them. And I was like, man, this is dope. But then something happened on my job or whatever. So, you know, I can't have the victim mentality. One of the blessings is if I keep working on producing a great product, then what will happen is and producing a product that actually helps people. Some people, they might miss three, four, 10 weeks of a show and then they jump back on. Right. My thing is, I'm not worried about about all that. Like, I'm not concerned. I want everyone's support, but I'm not going one by one looking at everybody judging everyone because I know they have a life to live. But I also know that if I continue, I if I persevere in this show, then everyone will continue to jump on board as the vision develops. And again, it's just not an easy thing. I'm just using the show because you're listening to the show. So I think it's a good example. I produce this show. I edit this show. I engineer this show. I record this show. You get what I'm saying? Like, like I, I literally do all this stuff. And, you know, until I grow to the point where I have a team of people that are with me every show all the time. And, you know, it's a building, whatever, like, but I have to build that that's on me. And if, if you never get that, if I never build that solid team around this show, then legit, it's my fault. And so that's the tough thing about being an entrepreneur is you got to like flip the mentality from blaming other people to blaming yourself and looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, all right, Jermaine, why aren't people you know, jumping on board? Why aren't they believing or why whatever? Or why are the people who on board, they're on board, you know? And I got like, again, the, the dope thing about this show is by the grace of God, I, I'm just being real with y'all. I don't know how, like, I don't know how or why y'all listen every week, but I thank God for you. And it's like, we've sustained with this show. It's continued to grow. Um, February so far is better than January was. January was better than December. The holiday season in particular, the show drops just a little bit, but really overall, we didn't really have a drop off this year. So again, there's all these things, man. The victim mentality is killing your dreams. Don't let it kill your dreams. I'm going to do two more. Uh, this post had 84 likes, 27 comments, and three shares. And I said, stop acting weird for the internet. Look, man. <laughs> I think this just goes without saying the internet is making people do really weird stuff. Yesterday, everybody was playing around with their brooms or something. I don't know what that was about. Um, and I'm not judging you for that. Um, it's just funny to me. Like we will literally do weird stuff for the internet. Some people post themselves. I'm looking at some people. I'm like, you literally post a selfie every single day. That is weird. No offense. If you do that, it's just a little weird. Like every day, like, I don't know what that means, but we didn't do stuff like that before the internet. You know what I'm saying? Um, oh, let me, <laughs> this one is just a joke. Let me say it on the front end. Had 109 likes, 17 comments, and one share. And I said, people are going on ancestry sites to find their cousins. And I barely trust the cousins I grew up with. It's just jokes, cousins. Hashtag. Um, yeah, I, I saw something on a commercial and my man was talking about he went to Ireland or New Zealand or something with his cousins that he found on Ancestry. And I'm like, bro, you I'm not going to the West Side with the cousins that I grew up with. Um, I don't mean that. I love y'all. All right, let's move along before I get in trouble. This post had 11 likes and 60 comments. I said, do you believe in faking it until you make it? Why or why not? And that's the post that really led to this show, y'all, uh, this episode. And look, I asked the question because there are so many different points of view on this topic. Some people really do believe in being fake just to get to a certain level. 
hopefully I didn't convince y'all today that that's not necessarily the best route for us to take. And like I told you, there were a couple of people on here that said, like one person said, that's kind of like what faith is. And another person said, uh, for a period of time. And again, I'm going to keep their names. If you go on the post, you'll see it. They did write it publicly, but I'm not going to say their names on the show. And definitely not trying to bash those people who think like that. But if you think faith is fake, then I would just challenge you to get in the Bible and maybe get away from whatever type of preaching you've been hearing that's been telling you that fake and faith is the same thing and actually get into the Bible and try to read a commentary and find some sound teaching because faith is the foundation of who we are as believers. And I think it's important how we think about it. And so, look, man, I love y'all. I hope and pray that this show blessed you. My goal is to bring you topics and information every week within faith and business to literally guide you to your purpose. If you know someone that you feel like they will be blessed by this show, look, do me a favor and share the show with them. You could copy the link to the show and just text it to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not that hard to do. God's people, thank you so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoy what you heard, please do stop over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Subscribe to the show. You can just even Google Inspire God's People and enjoy every show all the way back to our first episode. And please do not forget to tell a friend. We love you. Inspire God's People. Inspire God's People. If you're looking for me, I'll be in my own world. Create for the creator when I'm in my own world. I surf below the surface, it's layers to my purpose. Inspire God's people when I'm in my own world. Look in the sky, there ain't no stars in it. The art is all natural and authentic. Rivers of love, we swimming for us. We can't drown if we fall in it. If you're looking for me, I'll be in my own world. Create for the creator when I'm in my own world. I surf below the surface. It's layers to my purpose. Inspire God's people when I'm in my own world.